Let's get ready to rumble. Here we go, episode 50, the half century for the Hibs Ramble. The four of us are back, myself, Liam, Mark and Sean. How are we doing, boys? Fantastic. Good. Great news. Good for us to be back for the half century. Um, We've got a lot to get through today. Um, Big news coming out of Easter Road, literally as we're recording, that we've signed our new number nine, Dylan Venti, or we'll we'll go with Venti until we're told otherwise. Um, We've needed a number nine since before Nisbet left, I would even say. Um, Sean, glad to get the get it over the line and get a proper figurehead for the front line. Yeah, delighted. I think in every game that we've played in pre-season so far, I think it's been evident that, albeit the opposition we've been up against, it's clear that we've needed a number nine. Um, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I know anything about him or how good he is. I've not watched his compilations and I don't intend to. Last time I'd done that, I got ahead of myself. Not as ahead of myself as Liam, but um, not as, yeah, not as ahead as, as you did, Liam. But uh, I'm going to try not and get ahead ahead of myself this time round. Um, yeah, definitely need it. It's for Muller. It's for Chris Muller. My so, man. Yeah. My uh, man. If there's one thing that we've learned on the Ramble, it's to not trust Liam's opinion. When he there's a difference between backing a player and throwing full considerable weight behind a player, and Liam is currently zero for two in that aspect with uh, Chris Mueller and Harry McCurdy. So if Liam tells, I've not watched the event stuff either because I don't, I, I don't, I feel like I'm a bad omen. Yeah, I, I watched. I remember watching yeah. Chris Mueller's. <clears throat> got myself really, really hyped for it. Like I've not been that hyped for like a foreign. Hibs signing in a long time, and I watched them play, and I was like, "Yeah, this isn't happening." I, I think thought he was good. Not I good in I small spaces. Like, you know? I stayed up to like one half one watching Orlando City games for him. Never again. Never forget that goal he scored against Arbroath. <laughs> We'd been waiting so long for Muller time, and it finally happened at Arbroath away. It was such a poetic moment. Well, talking of people not watching his compilations Mark has actually just watched his compilation video so Mark what can we expect from from Dylan Venti on a hips top so like Sean just touched on I don't want to get too ahead of myself but I think he might go down as the best hips player of all time (laughs) (laughs) I mean some of the goals he's he's scoring overhead kicks for corners he's toe poking them in Easy finishes, difficult finishes, but yeah, in all seriousness, it's just a compilation. You can make a lot of footballers look pretty good with a compilation, but as long as he gets in and does the business for us, that's all I care about. Yeah, and I think it's the statement that's came out for Hibs announcing his signature kind of puts to bed, if it wasn't already again, that the Gordons are looking for a way out or are not going to um, back the club. Lee Johnson's name-checked them specifically for their support financially and getting the deal done um, which I think we kind of knew we spoke about it a couple of weeks ago when there was something about charges being registered um, against the property that there was going to be significant investment coming in um, and if rumours are to be believed we're talking at potentially breaking the club record fee which was 700 grand back in 2002 for Ulysses de la Cruz or 2001 2001 um, so I, he's definitely 
definitely looks like he's going to be the figurehead. It's easy enough for us to say, don't get, you know, let him settle in. But I think when you're, when you're getting bought for that amount of money, there's going to be an instant return expected. Um, I've said that he's, he's going to go one of two ways. Like Mark says, one, he could either, he could probably go down as one of the best players we've ever had. Or two, he'll be sent out on loan to the to the Graf Shop in January. Um, never to be seen again. And we'll still, we'll still be using Christian Dodge up front. So I we're looking forward to it. I know he won't be eligible to play on Thursday, um, but hopefully maybe put a few few more bums on seats for Sunday, depending on how Thursday goes. Um, other news from today is obviously the club's launched the new third kit. Early impressions are, for me, it's going to have to be one I see in person. I'm not too keen on it. Don't know about what everybody else is thinking about it, but I'm the photos. I'm a big fan. I've already what? pre-ordered it. I've yeah. pre-ordered it and all. I've pre-ordered it as well. The mugs. <laughs> me, no, but me and Mark were talking about this the other day, and Mark went, oh, uh, if we have a beige kit, then I want it to be exactly like that, Mark. It's exactly what I was going to say, like the Barcelona one, where that had Ronaldinho in it, you know, with the blue and red stripes across the middle, but obviously it's a, a wee bit different, but it's giving the same vibes. I really like it. It's something a bit different. I don't know if it's, if it's more beige I'll probably be more of a fan of it. But some of the photos, it's either, it's like a dirty white or cream. I'm not it looks a, like a, a pale gold to me. I think, see, if you look at the, I just watched before we came on the interview, with Dylan Venti, and he was wearing it, and it looked pretty beigey. Aye, we'll see. Like, kind of like a pale beige, like a nude. Oh, aye. That's, yeah. what I, that's for listeners to the ramble after 10pm, of course, not before <laughs> the watershed moment we're talking about that. <laughs> it does give me Barcelona, Ronaldinho, toe poking it at Stamford Bridge vibes. That's what it gives me. Yeah, I'm just... Yeah. I just didn't like the sponsor. Um, I think the sponsor looks better on the third kit than it does on yeah. the fourth away. Yeah, like, so I just I think when you look at the the sponsor on the all the kits compared to the sponsor on the kids kits, the kids kits just with utility just looks so much better. I don't know. I quite like the baby stuff, you know. I think I think part of that maybe comes into the fact that we've had utility for. A number of seasons now, so we're used to it as well. I don't quite like the way that the bevy sponsors laid out either. Yeah. Um, but I, I completely get what you're saying. But I think part of that will be down to the fact that we've had utility for some time. I do think the kids' kits do look better with that sponsor as well. I do agree. It's a different uh, shape of sponsor as well, though, is it? Yeah, I'm just. They could have done so much with the colour way that they chose, and I think other designs or other layouts could have worked better. Um, I don't want to be too critical of it because it's not a bad shirt. Um, I just think it could have been executed a little bit better and one that I'll reserve further judgment until I see in person. Just want to rank your f- most favourite to least favourite. Out of Joma? Joma shirts. No, yeah. it's like this season. I think I'm going... I would still want to see the cream one in person because I didn't, I wasn't too sure on the home one, but I seen it over the weekend and I seen it on people and it looks quite good. So initially, right now, without seeing the cream one, I would go purple, green, cream. 
but I fully suspect that the cream might go into second after seeing it in person. The purple one is class. I really like the cream one though. And I like the fact that it's like like hooped kind of stripes rather than up and down stripes. Maybe they're just preparing us for next season's special edition. I hope they're laying the groundwork for that. We might get what um, them across the road have got, just a plain white top with a black badge that covers half the side of the strip. Well, that sounds fun. Yeah. But I, I for me, the strips, mm, if there were sponsorless versions available, I think I'd love all three of them. But then with sponsorless on the cream, the criticism would then be the, the lines as well. Do you yeah, know what I mean? So they've specifically skipped it out. Yeah, I've got a lot of time for the fact that they've done that and they took into consideration the size of the sponsor. Far too many times you see a kit get designed and then the sponsor's an afterthought. Whereas with this, obviously, it's been taken into consideration. Mm. I do think if we had, let's just say, like Marathon Bet, you've got the thin sponsor, that would it would be a lot better because then the stripes would all be obviously... It would be a bit closer, aye. Aye. Mm-hmm. No, I get that. I like it though. I really like it. I like it. I think cream is my favourite, and then the green one is my second favourite, and then purple is third. I really like the green one when it, when I first seen it, but I think since the purple one and the cream one have come out since, I think green is my least. I favorite. prefer wearing the green one to the purple one. I prefer uh, it looks better on. I feel the green and the purple. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see yeah. what. I'm going to put this out on the Twitter at some point, so Craig might not want us to discuss it now, but I'm going to put out, you know how we've put out the thread about the home away in third since we've joined Joma, because we've obviously had three kits. I'm going to get everyone to pick their favourite of the three for home away and third, so like the combination together. Yeah, the ultimate set. Yeah. Is this our last year with Joma? Uh, well, at the moment, I and Joma have done a tremendous job since. I, hope they I really, do. I really I hope, hope they continue with them. I think my my disliking for, I wouldn't say it's a dislike, but the last season's black kit was an absolute all timer. Yeah, like I last don't think black, it was unreal. We're not touching that for a long, long time. And that's probably what recency bias plays into my thinking. Because I remember when the awake the the awake kit first came out last year, I I was like, this is the fucking best thing I've ever seen, and I didn't like the home kit at all. I still yeah. don't like last season's home kit. And I do. Right. I do like it. Yeah, eventually I grew. Uh, I grew. Uh, I'm a big fan of last season's home. What was last season's away top again? The mid- yeah, mid- with, uh, with the mid- east background. No, the, oh the yeah, east, no, the that west, was shit. The west. Cabbage kit. Cabbage kit. Aye. That's that's aye. been the poorest of the three away kits. Yeah, but well, it just is. All it means is that if you don't like the merch that Hibs are providing, there may be an opening for you into the merch that the Ramble and Stjarna are providing. So we'll talk more about that in a wee while. Um, Inter Discaldes 2, Hibernian 1. So me, Mark and Liam watched it in the comfort of Mark's home. Mark was a lovely hostess for the day. Uh, provided uh, plenty of tequila rosé and baileys, which were well, well, <laughs> well liked. Um, there was also uh, Liam... Rage quit in FIFA at least four times, I think. Um, twice before it, twice before it even got to half time, um, courtesy of myself. 
which uh, I'd just like to take the opportunity to thank my family for. Um, I couldn't have done it without them. And it provided some sort of light entertainment after, before, during and after the absolute shambolic scenes we witnessed courtesy of uh, BBC iPlayer's exquisite camera position for the game. Um, I, we kind of went over it in, in great detail in Mark's, in Mark's living room last Thursday, but fucking one of the worst results in our history. It has to be. Like, as a, as a one-off result, it's, I, don't, I can't even think of anything that comes close to it, even in recent history or in the past. Um, I don't know. I reckon Malmo 7 0 is pretty bad as well. At least Malmo are good, though. Yeah. <clears throat> when and you take into the quality of the opposition, yeah. the quality that we were meant to have on the park. What about when Air United beat us in the Scottish Cup? Yeah, it was still only a division apart, so that's not really the same. No, no, I'll, no. You're probably right. You're hard, you're hard pushed to find something worse. Hearts Brora is probably a close comparison, or Hearts Burp when Mind when they got put out by the Maltesers. Or Don's Darvel. Aberdeen Darvel, yeah. Yeah, something like that. Um, but performance wise, obviously we didn't want to go into too much about it because the game's been and gone and we've got a big one coming on Thursday. But for me, severe question marks around Marshall and Melkerson. Um, okay. Yeah, well, well, I've just specifically mentioned those two, Mark. If you want to go on and batter in on anyone else, then you've got three days to do so. As a democracy here at the Ramble. Um, but I mean, you, you could go through from one to 11. You know, Stevenson for both goals was chronic. Hanlon getting caught out for the first goal, and then Rocky in the middle of fucking nowhere. Um, the long ball caught over Stevenson, which is fair. He's like five foot seven. You wouldn't expect him to win everything in the air. But Marshall for that second goal, I genuinely don't think I've seen a, an attempted save as bad as that before. It was terrible. Um, it was a P roller as well, you know what I mean? Like it was Yeah. It wasn't a very it wasn't a very powerful shot. So I'm not too sure how he's managed to spill it like that. It's Lee Johnson said something about the altitude not making a difference in and when he was doing his post-match, he was like, oh, well, the players struggled with the altitude. So, but I mean, altitude does make you parry shots like that right into the path of an oncoming striker. I, I don't understand what went wrong. Do you think maybe it was an, an attitude problem where we thought, oh, all we need to do is turn up and and we we beat this mob, you know, the Chiners and Bakers for Andorra, like we're we're going to beat them, perhaps. I think Joe Newell's post-match interview kind of sums it up perfectly. Covers everything that needs to be covered. Says it as it is. Says what needed to be said. And then it was a case of moving on and concentrating on, on this coming Thursday. What about you, yeah. Mark? What's your... I think the the part about um, completely underestimating the tie and thinking it was over before it was started is probably a big, big part of play here. It would be hard not to if you're a professional, I think. We would, yeah, we, we had a conversation. So they must have thought it as players as well. Yeah, we had a conversation before the game about hoping that we learn from our mistakes from last season, obviously with the League Cup campaign kicking off before the season really started. It was essentially, it felt like pre-season. 
And because you were playing smaller teams, it, it, it added to that feeling that it's pre-season, even though it is a cup competition. And I was just thinking, I hope it doesn't, that, that doesn't happen again, that we walk into it thinking it's still very, very early days, like we're still in that pre-season mode. And that's what it felt like. It felt like for the whole game, we were almost strolling through it. Like we weren't, we didn't have that, that bite, that wee bit of edge to us. We, we were just kind of going through the motions. And uh, I'm sure that wasn't the attitude that they felt it was pre-season, but I did hear that Lee Johnson told the fans to calm down because it is only pre-season. So I don't know. It, it's just a bit worrying that the potential attitude, even though it's a European game, is that we're still almost treating it like a warm-up, which it shouldn't be. I'm not being funny, right? But <laughs> we've never got to the group stages of any European competition. Every time we get into Europe, it is just a normalised pre-season friendly, really, isn't it? I, well, it, it isn't, it isn't, because we should know that there's been enough scalps taken off of Scottish clubs, especially in the past for these wee smaller countries, to take it serious. Um, and you can probably see why that's, I mean, like Mark says, you know, you see the clip of the fans like shouting all types of abuse at the players and that. And Johnson kind of does that, you know, the gesture. Um Damned if he does, damned if he doesn't. If he just ignores them, he gets moaned at for ignoring them for the fans that have went over. What I would say is that I do feel, based on the fact that it's a two-legged tie um, and there was only a one-goal deficit, I felt like the reaction is some fans in that video was a bit OTT. A yeah. bit OTT. Without, without going against them, obviously, because... you. There was, that, there was that argument I seen. Oh, can I've spent all my money to go over? You're sitting there in your house. It's a different feeling. Like, I but you chose to do that. So, like, I if, think naturally there's a frustration when when that kind of thing happens. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, of course. But I still I do believe that the fact that there's still another half to go and the other half of the tie is at home. I just felt like it was like I said the 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 shouting and like I could get fans being displeased. I mean, if Hibs are playing shite at a game, I'll boo. Like. It's probably a, a childish thing to do, but I'll do it. But I wouldn't, to the point where the players are in earshot, like you're shouting and telling them to fuck off, you're fucking shite. Like this, I just don't know. I just felt like that. I think it's maybe just choice of words more than anything else. It's the main problem there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I just, I just felt it was a bit. A it bit seems a bit short sighted, Sean. To me, it seems. I'm not, well, I'm, not actually, I'm not actually seen the video. To be fair, I've just saw the outrage and all the aftermath from it, but. And to be honest, see whoever's videoed it is a fucking snake, by the way. Because that's a stick that we are going to get beaten with all season. Yeah. Especially if we didn't come through on Thursday. Yeah, and that's, that's a, I suppose, the other frustrating part is that the we've given other teams ammunition to use against us. But, like we said, we've got another, we've got another chance on Thursday. <laughs> I'll uh, never understand this thing about, like, paying money to go and watch football entitles you to a good result like I get it like you've spent a lot of money to go somewhere spent money to go somewhere like that's absolutely fine but like I just would never travel somewhere if we get beat going off spent all my money to be here it's like it's good like loyal fan you've you've spent money to be there and stuff but unfortunately it's not how it works it doesn't entitle you to a result or a performance no, I think I think you're right, and there's also a, an element of some folk trying to 
use it as an I'm a better fan than you type of discussion when that's I don't subscribe to that theory whatsoever. I think a lot of that is born out of frustration because of the result though. Like people are people are more than entitled to voice their opinions. I completely understand that. And then I think when people are saying or you know, folk are going, Oh well, I've went all the way over there and someone else is going, Oh well, I didn't really care. It's it's born out of frustration because of the result at the end of the day. Like what we're all frustrated. Yeah. Like there's no there's not one Hibs fan that can go, nah, I was I was happy with any part of that performance on Thursday. Like we're all, you know, going towards the same single cause, which is a successful Hibs team. So you're always going to get these sorts of you know backlash and arguments within the support when something like this happens. Like if, if that was if that was like a Fenerbahce or a Galatasaray, some someone like that, like with good European pedigree that we played away from home and we put in a poor performance and got beat two one, this sort of thing, like like the backlash wouldn't be happening. Yeah. So it's because it's because of the results, because of who it was against. And I've got full faith that everyone who is arguing uh, between themselves on Thursday, if we go through the tie on Thursday night, um, Thursday coming, sorry, then, you know, that's all going to be forgotten. We're all going to be happy Hibs again. Um, yeah, the issue is, is if then we don't get through on Thursday. Um, I suppose the big, big talking point for that is that Will Fish will be back and available. Um, the fact that he was clearly available for Thursday's game there, given that he was registered, does play into what Mark says about, you know, are we, is it being taken the way, you know, is it being taken as serious as it was last season with the League Cups? Especially, He was, the, in, a, he was in America, though, eh? Yeah, I was going to say, was he actually there? He wasn't in the country, he wasn't with Hibs or anything. He, he no. must have done all the pictures and that after the My United game, but he was in America the day we played. Yeah, but that's that's the thing. That's what I'm trying to say is that we've effectively said to Man United, right, sound. When they had fucking under 23s friendlies to play, and we had a European tie to play, because I have no doubt that if Will Fish is in that defence next to Paul Hanlon rather than Rocky, that the defence doesn't become the shambles that it is. Right. And I think when you watch certain elements of the game back, it's that you. <laughs> You actually think that it's Hanlon that's being rash and it's Hanlon that's making mistakes, but he's not. He's he's overcompensating for the fact that he clearly doesn't trust Rocky beside him, and feels like he almost he has to try and do absolutely everything. Whereas, what was that? I wouldn't trust Rocky Bushiri beside me either. There's just I I completely get your point, Craig. I think there's just an expectation that. Again, probably <clears throat> not or underestimating the team that we were playing, but there should be an expectation somewhere within the club that we should have had enough to beat yeah. them who was on the park. Do you know what I mean? It's unfortunate that it's not panned out that way. You're just hoping that these kind of decisions seem to keep happening with Lee Johnson where he's underestimating his squad. So hopefully you know, it, it clicks and he actually understands the quality that he does and doesn't have there. Yeah. I think it's just more of a, I know you can't have every single piece of business in the door before the season starts, but we're going to be going into Sunday with Dylan Levitt still not quite clicking 
obviously Venti's not going to be of maybe even trained by the time the game comes round, they'll have trained that much. With the squad, oil still coming back to fitness. Um, we've got Will Fish, who's not played any games for Hibs at all. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, I just didn't want us to go into Sunday. Because it's, if we get beat on Sunday off St Mirren, then it's going to be, uh, we weren't prepared. We've not taken it serious. We're not anywhere near the levels that we should be. And we've not necessarily learned any mistakes for last year, despite the fact that, Obviously, we've made a complete change to the recruitment structure with Brian McDermott coming in. Um, I just, I don't know. I just, I just, I'm just hoping it doesn't. You know, a good result on Thursday will lead to a good result on Sunday because a bad result on Thursday and a bad result on Sunday would have people screaming for Johnson to be out the door before the schools have even went back off their summer holidays, and I can't be asked reading or dealing with that. 3-0 Hibs on Thursday. Easy peasy. 3-0 Hibs on Sunday, I know. Easy peasy. I've got to be 8-0 on Thursday. <laughs> to enter. Get <laughs> <laughs> absolutely doing. And then I think Verde will score a double hat-trick. Venti will score a double hat-trick on Sunday. Okay, Sean, I'll give you my predictions when you ask for it before the game. Okay. Um... One highlight of the weekend, though, was the trip to Blackpool. Um, so at least 2,500 Hibs fans made their way across the weekend. Um, many festivities enjoyed and the many establishments provided along the Blackpool seafront. And then even if you ventured just a wee bit off the seafront, it seemed to get a bit darker and dingier wherever you went. Don't know about you, Sean, but as I said to Mark before we started, my hotel... You could have told me that I was in Chernobyl and I wouldn't have known any different because it was an absolute mess. There was paint hanging off the walls. The wallpaper was hanging off the walls. We had light fittings with no lights. Um, the shower seemed like it had its own sort of ecosystem growing in it. Um, I mean, the area I was staying in was bad, but not that bad. You yeah. ought to loosen up your strings. Jake, how much did you pay for... Yeah, 99, 99 quid for the night. For one night, oh well. I mean, it's your own fault then. To be fair, that's not a that that's not that cheap for yeah. one night. Ninety nine pound. I was expecting you to say a tenner or something. No, it was, and it, it wasn't that. So you went, we went into the reception, and it just smelled like shit as soon as you walked in. Like the reception just gave off a whiff of shit, um, and then the guy was like, "Your room twenty one." And we looked at the things where it says rooms one to four this way, and it was like rooms uh, nine to twenty. So it's like fuck, right? We're in the very end room, and we went on what seemed like a like a mystical fucking chest hunt, trying to find this last room. And then when we opened the door, <laughs> Emma was like, she was like, "What is this?" She's like, "I've never seen anything like this in my life." And I just kind of shrugged my shoulders and went, mm, "Blackpool." Mm. We paid, uh, we paid £80 for the room for the one night for the two of us, so 40 quid each. And I was actually quietly impressed with the room and the the bathroom and that as well. It looked like a a premium room, but like from the like 80s or early 90s that you'd find in a hotel. Um, however, the rest of the establishment and the houses around it had no doors, no windows, barely had any roofs. There was scaffolding that wasn't getting worked on. There was houses that clearly had never been touched since the 80s. Um, 
honestly. Stinking. What we can say um, is Blackpool is comfortably one of the worst places, but also one of the best places that you can visit. Um, I'm sure someone will um, finish this sentence for me, but two words. Won't be back. The biggest of Two words for me. Two words for me. I will definitely at some point go back. Coral Island alone is worth visiting for. Yeah. Yeah. How many, how many other arcades has got a fucking ghost train that travels through the arcade above you with a boozer that you can sit in to send your bones away? Like, it's not, it's not as bad as it seems. In terms of the football, wasn't really much to talk about football-wise. Um, it was a full-strength Blackpool team with uh, the Hibs under what seemed like 16s with a couple of first-team players thrown in. Obviously, Martin Boyle made his first appearance back after sort of nine, ten months out with injury. I don't know about you, Sean, but... Did he? Boyle... <laughs> he was... He's... Didn't he get any was on the back? There was... And you're the sober one. Uh, there's there's no much to speak about in terms of the game other than for me, Melkerson doesn't have it. Like I think it's quite telling that he played forty five minutes on Thursday, and then played a full ninety on the Saturday, when no one else that was involved apart from Diego on Thursday played. Um, yeah, I, like, I said I said that to you on Saturday night. Like I I feel I feel quite bad for him. Uh, yeah. But like, I don't want any Hibs player to do bad. Like, I want them all to do well. But him in particular, I would love for it to click. But it's just and not. Uh, I don't think. It's clearly not working. Um, I the, the 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 two quality goals that he has scored for us are all of real quality. It's just a shame that one he's not getting either that level of service or opportunity at any point, and he's not able to either find himself in that position to take those opportunities and, and now it's been that long that I think he's almost trying too hard mm-hmm. and doing things that are not beneficial for him or his game and I think that happens a lot with a lot of strikers or attackers when there's low in confidence but Johnson seems to rate him I now think with the new signing coming in I think his minutes will be even fewer and far further between but we'll wait and see Yeah I don't, I don't disagree I would say though that in terms of the performance for 60, 65 minutes, like I said, what was largely an under-18s slash development hip side held a full-strength Blackpool side at bay quite easily. Um, three players that stood out head and shoulders above anybody for me uh, were Ruben McAllister, Kanao Megwa and Rudy Malotnikov. Um, Rudy and Kanao especially. I think, Absolutely phenomenal with two of them. Canayo playing at centre back because it was he was centre back and uh, Del Ferrier was right back, which I was quite surprised about because I thought it would have been the other way around. Same. But for only being what five eight five nine, I don't think Canayo lost a header once. Out, outside our box, I, I kept I was watching his game like a hawk. Outside the box, he did not lose a single header that he went for. Yeah. Um, and what I liked most about his performance is he started at right centre half, and Harbottle was having that much of a bomb scary a game and he was stinking that bad that they swapped and Kanayo was still phenomenal on the other side as well and he was the one bossing him about telling him where to go what to do and controlling the back line mm-hmm. um, it's just a shame that his centre back partner didn't play that great 
Yeah, I think the power bottle went off with an injury. Aye. He picked, up, he picked up a knock early in the first half. That seemed to make him even worse than what he already was. And then yeah. ended up coming off. I take it he didn't play very well, Sean. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see him in the starting 11 anytime soon. If we've got fish and handling available, put it that way. <laughs> but no, especially the two in midfield. Um, I think you can see that uh, Milotnikov's a lot more physically developed than McAllister. But I think based on what we've seen from McAllister, like we can put to bed this whole, he was only signed because he's the assistant manager's laddie to, to bed. I don't think that has hindered the reasons, you know, that didn't sort of harm our chances of signing him. But I've seen him enough now to think that, that we didn't just sign him because he's Jamie McAllister's laddie. Like, he is a talented central midfielder. I do think he will still need to bulk up a bit, almost like what Milotnikov's done. I mean, when we think back to watching him for the 18s, he seemed like a wee laddie. And now all of a sudden, eight, nine months later, he's like a, he's, he's like a grown man and he's still only 17, 18. So I would be very, very surprised if those three at some point during the season don't make a serious impact on the first team squad. And if they don't, I don't think any blame could potentially be attributed to them because I think at, at present they would be good enough to form part of the first team squad. And I suppose we wouldn't want to see another situation with Ethan, like what has happened with Ethan Laidlaw, where he's not necessarily been given the opportunities and then he's found his way out the door as well. Um, but a very enjoyable trip nonetheless. Yeah, like I said, North Pier chips and curry sauce were absolutely fucking sensational. We'd go back again just for them. And then the the full English provided in the Palma Cafe on Sunday morning. Was absolutely stupendous. You didn't eat anything in the hotel, did you? You didn't serve any food? No, we took uh, the like fry, the fried donuts back and we had, sort of shared that between us. Fried donuts are unreal, man. Yeah. The black fried donuts are different. Nutella drizzled all over them as well, just... Unreal. Also had the pleasure of Sean's company for what felt like fucking ages on Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. It was that bad. He started rejecting my calls when I tried to phone him later on. I actually tried to phone you back and you wouldn't answer. Oh, Blackpool is the worst place for signal, eh? Yeah. Especially when you've got losers that try to use uh, WhatsApp to phone instead of just your normal phone app. I phoned you twice off the normal phone app. And you didn't answer, so I phoned once off WhatsApp. Take the hint, mate. <laughs> no, I would, I, would, I would not have got the calls, because I, I did try and phone you back once. Um, another highlight of Blackpool was this, but not specifically the T-shirts, more so the the bucket hats and the jackets. Um, a few points during the day, my laddie was like, it was like, oh, I can't, like, as soon as my dad sees somebody with a Leaf 7 jacket, he's going to just keep going on and on and on and on about it. <laughs> and that's exactly what I've done, because they wouldn't stop appearing. And Liam will pass over to you for some exciting news about the Leaf 7 merchandise. Yeah, uh, Leaf 7, 91. Uh, this range with this hat and the track jacket and T-shirt that Craig is sporting um, is back available for one week only. We've got very, very limited amount of stock, so be quick if you are wanting to pick one up. And once it's gone, it's gone, and it's never, ever coming back. 
which is a shame because it's lovely, lovely stuff. But we've got a, a very, very small amount of stock left. Um, so we're only keeping the orders open for a week. And then after that, it's it's gone. Yeah, I think we can think of something different. Given that we've actually got it, and I'm not just saying this, that it's the material, if you're, if you're a fan of almost like retro tracksuit jacket styles. Like then, shiny shell suit yeah, but the material is itself is new, like it's not a cheap material, no. and it actually fits really well. I mean, I'm I'm on the, I'm tipping the scales at the opposite end of Sean, and it looks just as good on me as it does on Sean, and Mark and Liam. Given that when we went into Tesco last Thursday, we were like <laughs> members of a boy band all sporting our our oh, Lee Seven oh. jacket. <laughs> Mark was human. Because Mark, Mark came and picked me up and then he went and picked Craig up. <laughs> we were all wearing the same thing. And he, we, we pulled into Tesco car park and he went, I'm not fucking going in. I'm not fucking going in. We're all wearing the same clothes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, limited rerun in the Lease uh, 7 91 range merch. That was such a hit in Blackpool. Um, it was the first time that we'd kind of been out and about for a Hibs-related thing. Uh, and I know me and Sean were speaking about it like it was a buzz to see folk walking about with with our stuff on. So if you've already bought it, thanks very much. We and do and please wear it on Thursday because I want. I wasn't in Blackpool, so I would like to see some people wearing it yeah. out and about. Nice it went road. down that well in Blackpool that Will Fish took uh, Craig's laddie's hat and wore it. Yeah, yeah. If you've not seen that on our Instagram, I don't know if have you put it on the Insta. Well, I'll need to get, maybe need to get permission to post it. Um, but I, we we seen Will Fish after the game, and uh, we're like to the boys, I'll go and get a photo of him. And uh, my missus took the hat off me, and she was like, "Well, well, put this on." And he was a bit like, mm, "I don't know, like." And she was like, "No, it's just for a photo, please, please, please." So he put it on. We took the photo. So yeah, confirmed that uh, Will Fish loves a ramble. <laughs> confirmed. Thank you. Uh, to see. You. And also for Blackpool, what we did have, uh, not for me because I was uh, in a different state at the time, but Sean has got a pie review for us. The first pie review of the season. Now we're, we're still kind of narrowing down our criteria for next season's pie review. Um, so this can be an honorary entry. Just want to you know, be committed to content. With, the, with no one being able to provide us with an Andorran chorizo baguette or whatever it was that you boys discussed last week um, I thought best when I went down to get some scran it was only right to see what, what they had on offer which was pretty poor to be honest, although they did have lager for everyone else um, so yeah steak pie, nice and simple nice and easy uh, if I do miss any of the categories out do let me know uh, price I think think, if memory serves me correct, was 3.70, which I wasn't happy about Steep. at all. Um, but considering where we were, I wasn't really surprised at, at the well, prices. Not bad, but a tourist hotspot. Um, Phil in, I was unsure how to rate this because it was really, really runny, but it was really, really good. Um, so my price I put as a two because of 370, not happy with it. Fill in, I went with a three. If it wasn't as runny, it definitely would have been a five. 
Um, and another reason that, that the fill-in is a three is because the crust was a, a big fat zero. Oh, Jesus. As in, like, the whole thing fell apart. The top of the crust was really dry and flaky. <coughs> and as the further into the pie I got, the more it started to, you know, crumble. So I was not happy about it. Temperature was great, though. Temperature was a four. Did you get burning fingers? Nah, because by the time I'd made my way around the rim, um, it cooled down a little bit. But it was still soaking. <laughs> because, because if memory, I don't if like me a hard rim. I like my rims to be a little bit softer so I can get in easier, apparently. And that's, that statement still stands. Um, so I think that gives us a... What's that? A four, zero... Seven, eight, an eight, eight out of twenty. That seems about eight right, you know. I actually think that's maybe generous, but that's that, that like that filling could have easily worse. been a five. The the in, the inside of that pie could have been a five out of five if it wasn't as runny as it was. So what you're trying to say is that the consistency on the inside was let down by the consistency on the outside as well. Yes. Yeah. Can I actually just var this? I don't think we're allowed to give. Yeah, I don't think we're allowed to give zero scores. I'm just getting it in my earpiece now. I think. Yep. Yep. The minimum score that you can give is a one. I'm well, sure that I'll have to bump it up to a nine out of twenty. Did I not give a zero for St. Mirren? You did, but I mean, listen, you don't really know the rules, do you? Right. Okay. Sorry, Craig, but it's the truth. Maybe I should just maybe I should just take my own ideas and no try and copy for once. Yeah, just do my own thing. Yeah, maybe. Not try and steal from anyone or anything else. But anyway, moving on. Um we put out a tweet last week that we were launching our uh, first ever fantasy football league via the fantasy Scot the Fantasy Football Scotland app. So we've got twenty three entries so far. Um I do believe by my calculations at least 20% of that is us plus uh, the appropriately named McClendo's da <laughs> um, so uh, if you want to get involved we'll retweet the or we'll X the, the X message, X the message that we've posted last <laughs> for our league code um, join it we're not taking an entry, I know some leagues charge like a 5 or a 10 and we'll maybe do a pot we're not going to do that, we're just going to do it for fun um, but we'll do we'll sort out some merch for the end of the season for the winner, whether that be yeah. a hat, a tracksuit jacket. Don't give too much away now. A t-shirt, or is it if maybe we've got some other stuff in the pipeline? We might have. Yeah, we'll keep that to ourselves for now, though. Um, Mark wanted Ted Rambo Leith Seven um, boxers. So and pants. We're we're an inclusive. Uh, cast. <laughs> Bra pants and boxers. <laughs> Leaf seven so keep an eye out. Keep an eye out. Is that a dig at me again, eh? <laughs> well, a few, a few people in this call could model the bra as well, no? I definitely could. Yeah, I definitely could. Um right. Finishing up this week with our listener questions. Now it's time to answer the Hibs Ramble listener questions. We've got, as always, uh, from John, 
Although, John, you let yourself down, mate, because your question, your first question isn't what we'd expect from you. So, yeah, I'll let them know. I'll let them know. Yeah, that, we'll, that was we'll let you off for this week. However, just be warned that if this does happen again, you will lose first question status um, for the Hibs Ramble listener questions. Uh, and that's not a statement. That is uh, just a fact. OK, thank you. Don't worry, John. I'm not going to let that happen. First of all, lads, uh, what is for tea, Sean? Uh, I had Chinese-style meatballs with um, chips, seasoned chips and broccoli. No pasta, no rice this week? Almost. Almost. (laughs) Maybe at some point in the week there'll be a few, but no. Oh, I would imagine so. Mark, what's on your plate for tonight? I had some homemade penny bolognese tonight. It was rather nice. One of my speciality dishes is a wee bit of bolognese. You garlic bread on the side? No, no. No? Just bolognese. Just bolognese. All right. That sounds interesting. <laughs> Liam? I'm having stovies. Ooh. Corned beef or sausage? Corned beef. Oh, it's got to be sausage. Corned beef. What, because what, it's... Eh? What, what, what are you putting through it? Well, I'm actually... I was thinking about putting a wee bit of twist on it. I picked up some jalapenos earlier. I was thinking maybe I can put... Like chop up some jalapenos and put them through it. But I don't know. I've not decided yet. That's risky. Decided. That's risky. Yeah. It is risky. There's ever been a corned beef jalapeno collab that's been done? This is what I'm thinking. This is, I mean, if no one's ever tried it, how does anyone know if it's any good or not? Chuck some pakora through it, and all. Yeah, beast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not being funny. I got, I got. Um, someone put a message into the ramble saying that pakora on a pizza is is up there. It really is up there. I'm sure Craig will read it out. Yeah, but for that one comment, how many they comments did you I mean, most of them were coming for you. There was a few that said that it was unacceptable. Okay, well, that's people comment. that have never tried it. Uh, I had mince and tatties for my tea. A good old staple Scottish dinner. Um, nice gravy, nice mince, nice petit pois and carrots. With some nice mash. You put peas through your mince and tatties as well. Uh, petit pois, that's what peas are, mate. Oh, is it? I thought you were talking about tatties. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought that was... Like, Kenny got like Maris Pipers and all that. I just thought that was like a fancy name for... Like a fancy tatty. A French tatty. <laughs> tatty. Um... <laughs> And uh, one name from all of you, uh, John also asked what goalie starts on Thursday. Mark, start with you. Uh, Wallacott. Liam. Wallacott. Sean. Same. Yep. Yeah. I'll go against the game. I'll say Boric just for a laugh. As long as it's not Marshall, I think we can all agree with that. Um, Kev Wilson's asked uh, thoughts on the potential signing of Venti. Well, he's not potentially anymore. It's confirmed. And any concerns that we're only offering a three-year deal considering the fee we've been quoted for him? Um, I've not really got any concerns about the fact that it's a three-year deal. I think it gives flexibility to both sides, really. Um, yeah. Last thing we'd want is to be tied down. Um, I don't know, Mark, Sean, what you think about it, but 
I think if he has a good first season, he would probably be off this time next year anyway. Definitely. Definitely. If he's a good enough, two years left on his deal after that, then we'd probably fetch a decent fee. Yeah. Yeah, if he's a good enough player and he scores a parallel of the goals this season, then he'll be away straight away, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know if we've answered this one already, but he's also uh, any bucket list sporting events that you'd like to attend. I think we've answered this one before, but we'll do it again because we love Kev. Super Bowl. Yeah, Super Bowl. Mark, uh, Sean? Um, can we include some form of European final within football? No, I'll be like Pokemon fights or something, no doubt, from you. Uh, the last time I said Wimbledon, and I'll say it again. So I'll go with, I'll go with Wimbledon since we can't or we're not going to include... Uh, football sport event. So what would you say, Sean? Like a Champions League final? Champions League final, Europa League, or like make it to a World Cup or a Euros game or something. Something like that. Uh, WrestleMania for me. Yeah, that's WrestleMania for me as well, to be fair. But I am looking forward to going to Germany next year. That's always been a bit of a dream, going to a tournament in Scotland. So that would be one of them. But WrestleMania for me. Or I'd go with the Super Bowl as well. I've got quite quite into my my American football the last couple of years. Uh, following the trend of being a Hibs fan uh, by being an Eagles fan, and we had our hearts broken this year by the who who did it? was it the Chiefs? I think it was the Chiefs. I don't know. Uh, whoever Mahomes plays for, they won. Oh, the Chiefs. Sorry. Um, Billy's asking uh, any standouts at the Blackpool game and can you confirm could Sean Maloney ride the Pepsi Max well Billy for one uh, I don't know who S-E-A-N Maloney is because it's S-H-A-U-N Maloney um, so not answering that part of your question do better Billy um, I'll have to answer it since I went did you go on the Pepsi Max Sean I can confirm that legally Sean Maloney would be able to get on the Pepsi Max but if he was there on Sunday, he would not have been able to go on it because it was closed due to high winds. <laughs> the wind was terrible. <laughs> oh, a great update there from Sean. Part of the three that I've named, uh, Sean, with McAllister, Megua and Malotnikov. Any other standouts? The Blackpool game. Uh, I don't think anyone else from that match is putting a good enough shift. I think a lot of the young players obviously didn't do their themselves any like harm in any way. Uh, like they didn't have a bad performance. It was more the first team players that actually had a negative performance. Yeah. I don't want to talk about Daniel Mackay's performance at all. So um no, just the three that we mentioned earlier on and yeah, they done really well. Uh, John told me saying, are all you boys going away to the next leg, assuming we get through? If so, hope to see you there. Uh, no, John, I won't be there because uh, I'm a pikey and can't afford it. <laughs> Retweet. <laughs> I, think, um, I think Mark's possibly going if it's Switzerland. I think, yeah, I'm definitely going either way now. I've, I've had to free up some resources from my savings for next year, but I will... Definitely be going if, of course, we get through. After you've just told us before we came on that you've just bought a PS3 to play all the old classic games. I mean, it was only a tenner. <laughs> like, come on, that—that's that, like half a pint in in Zurich. 
I know, but still, it's only a tenner, and each game for the PlayStation 3 was only about 50p to a pound. So Where did you get it from? I bought it off Gumtree. Oh, did you? Yeah. Is it work? Well, I'm picking it up tomorrow. Alright. But yeah, I assume it works, yeah. Well, I'd hope so. Yeah. Uh, Sean, are you planning on going to Sweden or Switzerland? I had, um, I had the time booked off, um, money set aside for it, um, and I am in a group chat. But as it stands at the moment, no. Although the boys in the group chat have found a very, very good deal price-wise in regards to getting there and back. So we'll wait and see. Most likely, no, um, just with other stuff going on. But, yeah. I can't believe you've got other friends other than us. I know. It's a bit rude, to be honest. But you class yourself as friends. Wow. Sorry I gave off that impression. I did on Saturday after the time we spent together, and given the fact that you actually hunted me down in Blackpool to spend some time I with me. I ran for you. Yeah, I you actually did. I, dro- I literally dropped what I was doing and ran towards you. Um, I want to run to you. Uh, Gav Dick, fuck me. Um, should we go in for Jamie McGarth? Um, <laughs> assuming he means Jamie McGrath. Um, Gav, come on, mate, do better. If see if you're doing this deliberately, knowing that I'll get it every time, I fucking appreciate the hustle. Um, yeah, so should be going for him. He's a free agent. Obviously, he's invoked some sort of clause in his contract to leave Wigan for nothing. We're, he says we're still needing a ten, in my opinion. Uh, I wouldn't fancy Jamie McGrath. Not for me. I feel like if we brought him in, he would command a relatively high fee, and I couldn't see him starting ahead of. Potentially, who's in there, or Lee Johnson changing his shape or formation to suit him. So then, yeah. I think naturally, he would then unsettle the camp. Mm-hmm. If Hearts are wanting him, and if Hearts are going to be playing him every week, then absolutely we should sign him. Oh, because the Hearts because he's pish. <laughs> That'll do. Um, Jack is saying, uh, how big of a signing would Dylan Venti be, and how much would he change the team? I think we've already covered that, mate. Um, big. Focal number nine. We always love. It was always special about when your team signs a new number nine as well. Just a number that people gravitate to. Uh, Harvey Scott, um, two thousand and eight. So if it's two thousand and eight, the list, this this lad has got a strong opinion uh, for a young age. Uh, chicken pakora on pizza is a fucking delight. Liam's got <laughs> Liam's got great taste. Marks a donut. That's all from me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Harvey, oh, an, top man, Harvey. That is an absolutely incredible take. Um, I don't know what I agree with more that Pecora on pizza is a delight or marks a donut. Um, I'm probably going to go with the latter rather than the former. You, I, think, I thought you didn't like Pecora on pizza. Yeah, I don't, but I think you're a fucking donut, so that. Yeah, that's <laughs> Harvey, come back to me when you've got fucking heart failure after eating too many Pecora bloody pizzas, all right? Disgrace. I've been alright so far. <laughs> You've got about fucking ten years left. Liam came and dropped off like a couple of t-shirts and bucket hats to me last night, and as he handed them out the car, he was wheezing. So. You should have seen the state of when I went to pick up the stuff the day before I went to Blackpool on Friday. Oh, I know. absolute picture of hell for a bad. Oh, you going to ask me in here? <laughs> Do we have another one? 
you had another is that is that going to be your comfort food now that when you're when you're no, it wasn't a pakora pizza it was a pizza hut oh well oh, it was like the full hang like the full <laughs> shebang it looked like, it looked nachos. like it looked like another 16 incher that he was struggling to eat there was only i think there's only two slices eaten but he'd already tanned two sides whatever the sides were you're a fucking monster of a man, honestly. <laughs> and I went in and he was watching Interstellar, he was half an hour in, and that's not the type of film you want to be watching in that state. And I predicted that he would fall asleep watching it, and he fell asleep watching it. I've not got a fucking clue what's happened in that film. I watched I watched more or less the hail hang, I fell asleep for about half an hour. And I was like, right, apart, no, right at the end. I was nice. like, I've not got a, a clue what <laughs> is going on, why they're doing what they're doing, what the fuck are they in space for? Like, I, I didn't really understand. It was just a bit windy on, on planet Earth. And then they ended up in space fucking going about looking for Matt Damon. Didn't understand it. Didn't like it. Three out of ten. Oh, Pizza and Leaf 7. What a, what a, um, what a combo. Uh, final Twitter question comes from Lewis Chapman. So, uh, do you think LJ is the manager to take us forward this season? If not, who would you like to take over? Despite a pretty poor pre-season, do you think a new manager would make things worse given all the new signings under LJ? Yes. Uh, one of you can take that on. I won't entertain the first part of the question because I want to see Benny and Will, I was going to say Will Smith there, Will Fish in the back line. And I want to see us firing because I think... Uh, Pretty sure at the end of last season, I predicted us to win the League Cup. So, hopefully it's Lee Johnson Keep that's left wife's that. name out your fucking mouth. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, I think any talk about a new manager at the moment is pretty... It's a bit premature. Yeah. No, I've got to say poor, that's the wrong word. I wouldn't say poor. Um, but I, we'll, we'll see where we're sitting, like I said, after, when we're recording this time next week, if we're two wins under our belt or we're two losses under our belt, that'll pretty much drive the agenda of the, the podcast for next week. Um, but other than that, I don't think there's much else for us to, to cover tonight, lads. Sean, you've got some Instagram questions. Uh, yeah, I thought you were covering it, but yeah, I can cover it. It's fine, I thought you had it ready. Nope. <clears throat> yeah, so we've got uh, three questions from Cal McDonald. Always fires in with plenty of questions, so a lot of time for that. Um, I've already answered the first question, so Craig, I'll let you answer it. Um, was Boiler any good at the weekend? He was sharp. He was getting minutes in his legs. I suppose that's all we needed from him, in all honesty. Um, he never, he never done anything that stood out now. Second question, what's the ideal lineup on Thursday? Uh, Will Fish in the, at the back. Yeah, I'd go as far, I'd, put, prob, I'd probably put Canayo in it right back over Lewis Miller as well. Um, and even, Jones, even with Easter Road being a wider pitch, gives Lewis Miller the engine to bomb up. Mm-hmm. Well, if Canai uh, Megwa played well against Blackpool, then surely he's earned a place, no? Aye, but he played at centre half, though. And you'd imagine Will Smith. Eh, Will Smith. <laughs> 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 She'll go in for him. Will Fish is on the pursuit of happiness, playing at centre back with Canai Megwa. Um, and I'd probably go, well, go Joe Newell for possibly. Leave it. 
Or nah, probably Jake Dawhays. I thought Dawhays was poor. <laughs> Uh, last question, which I don't think we really need to cover, unfortunately, Callum, was him asking about the latest transfers and where we think we still maybe need to. So I don't know if any's feel like we I'd still like, need I'd to. Like to uh, if I'm being greedy, I think I'd like a, a winger in, um, and then maybe get like a loan cover for right back just until Callum is back fit again. Maybe like a loan until January. He did tell us to keep up uh, the hard work, and that is most certainly what we will do. Um, Jack Nicholson asked us for score predictions for the Europa game, which we gave at the start of the show, and asked for our thoughts on, obviously, the new striker, which we've already done. Um, And David Jameson has then asked us, why do we continually play players out of position JDH and Newell were never sixes, and now the same with Levitt. Thoughts? They must be doing something right in training in those positions, or else he wouldn't put them in there in the game. What do you think is the best balance for that? I'm assuming we we feel our our best midfield three is JDH, Newell and Levitt, right? No. Depends who you're playing, because I'd have Jago in there. I think in games, I can understand the logic with Levitt, right? Because... In games potentially like this Thursday and Sunday, we're going to be expected to have more of the ball. So by having Levitt being the one going to collect it from the defence rather than Jago makes complete sense. But in other games like Hearts, Rangers, Celtic, Aberdeen potentially, Jago sits as the six for me because he's just he just gives the defence I think so much. Like he, he can fill in so many put. Like if Lewis Miller decides to want a bomb and run, Jago will cover. If Will Fish steps out, Jago can cover. If he's so, even though his his mobility is not great, he's so fluid and being able to spot areas that need sort of filled. Um, but I think for for most games, I would expect it to be the three that you've you've mentioned, Sean, because I think I do think uh, Doyle Hayes does have it in his locker to play further up the park and be effective. But he's just never been played in a system or with players around him that lets him go and do that. Yeah. That's us. That's us, lads. What a brilliant episode that was. Well, yeah. Thank you very much to everybody for following us on the journey to episode 50. Um, As we've said before, we're only just getting started. We will be putting out updates about the Leaf 7 stuff during the week. If you do want to have one of the tracksuit jackets, which I think are most popular slash favourited by, pe- by people um, or the bucket hat or the t-shirt please do order it as soon as you as soon as you can if I do think Liam that Shana offer uh, know that we're in- encouraging this like the like Klarna like buy now pay later yeah, stuff yeah I think there's an if option you, for that on the website yeah if you're not in a position to, to buy it at once you can spread the payments obviously we don't want to tell you to buy everything on credit because that's Fucking stupid. Um, but yeah, if you would like it, please do order it because like, once it gets to midnight on Monday next week, Monday the 7th of August, once it hits midnight, that's it. It won't be coming back. If there's any left at midnight on Sunday, on yeah. Monday. Yeah, based on, on the limited, limited rerun stock that we've got. So yeah, thanks very much to everybody for listening, being with us on the journey. It's been superb first 50 episodes. 
and like we've said before, we're only just getting started. Enjoy your week. Enjoy the game on Thursday. Enjoy the game on Sunday. And we will be back with you next Monday to go over it all in the perfect non-copying material as we always do. Thanks for listening. See you later. Bye. Let's get ready to rumble.